what are you gonna do? Do you go ahead or do you stop? I knew time was running out. It was stifling like I couldn't breathe. I got a feeling it wasn't gonna be good. Although I was pregnant, there still was no turning back. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Sephora, and Nike. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. From Wondery, exclusively on Luminary, this is Locked Up Abroad. I'm your host, Jim Clementi. Busted and Pregnant tells the story of Zara Whitaker. Brought up in poverty in South London by a single mother, she always struggled to get by. At 18, she was studying for a degree in childcare when she became pregnant and had to quit. Thinking about how she will care for a baby with no money and no resources, she's desperate. Zara is shocked when she's approached by an acquaintance about joining her on a trip to Barbados to smuggle drugs back into the UK. Her eyes are wide looking around at Maggie's lavishly decorated apartment. She decides to go for it. Once in Barbados, she finds out she's pregnant with her second child but she's in way too deep to back out. I was brought up by my mum in the area of South East London. Things might have been hard growing up, but we always had the best of what we could have. We was always brought up understanding that nothing in life came free. I wanted better for myself and started studying for my qualifications in childcare. I gave up when I found out I was pregnant to become a full-time mother. I was 18. I was in a relationship with Mark, my child's father, for a, around a year. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Put your hand there. Little monkey. The pregnancy wasn't planned, very unexpected. During this time, I had just got my first place. It was one of those estates you don't go out after dark, too many drug dealers. 
I was finding it pretty hard and upsetting not to be able to give the baby the standards that I wanted. Maggie was someone I'd met, um, just an acquaintance, really. Got to one for a cup of tea? Yeah. Come then. Always very well presented, hair done, makeup done, loads and loads of gold, loads. <laughs> The place where she lived was kitted out to the nines. The whole decor of the house looked like I'd stepped into a movie star's home. It's nice, isn't it? This is well nice. I would put my flat in comparison of a cardboard box to how Maggie's was. We sat down, just had a cup of tea, had a little chat, basically just catching up. Listen, I've been away. Been on a little run. What do you mean? Drugs. I was shocked. Drugs? She didn't come across as that type of person. She just seemed like one of those mums that just go out, work, do good for their kids. She asked if I would be interested. We would basically go on holiday and return with the drugs. I was tempted, yes. It was kind of calculated. You know, catch someone at their lowest and they're bound to say, yeah, come on, let's give it a try. The minus side was the baby. I didn't want to be going away, like, pregnant. I mean, say the worst did happen, I wouldn't have had anyone there with me why I actually gave birth. With this one on the way... Just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I don't really think I could do it. I don't want to do it. I had basically told her that I wasn't interested. That was the last I heard. I see Maggie, I think it was a couple of days after she had came back. Flags. Hey. I mean, she was out shopping, spending up loads of money, so <laughs> it does make you think twice. The next few months passed kind of quickly. I had Jack and Christmas was coming. If Mark had been more supportive, things might have been easier. It was... A pretty damn Christmas, I felt kind of depressed. Could have basically said that I had cancelled Christmas. I didn't fulfil Christmas as a mother. So it was hard for me. I next heard from Maggie, I think it was a couple of days after Christmas. Put me on the edge of my seat. Am I going to get another offer? That thing I was talking to you about last year. I'm going on another run. Right. I was told that I would be paid... £10,000. ..for the actual carrying of the drugs. She mentioned that she had done it 12 times to sort of make me feel a bit more at ease. How could I possibly get caught? I wasn't made to make a decision right there and then. I was told that I could go away and think about it for a couple of days. 
all that kept going through my head was the life that I'd be able to make for myself. I'd never been apart from Jack, but you keep it in mind that it's, it's two weeks. Two weeks of a lifetime ain't nothing. How much can you really miss out on in two weeks? <laughs> it felt different now I wasn't pregnant. I'd said that that's me, I'm going this time. <laughs> I was dreading speaking to my mum because I knew yeah, you. that she would be upset. Me and Maggie are going Barbados. What are you talking about? Well, we're going to bring back some stuff. I was trying to persuade her by telling her about... I'm going to earn 10 grand. ..the money side of things. She didn't want me to go. She kept telling me... No! There wasn't anything my mum or anyone else could tell me that was going to change my mind. Looking back now, I wish I'd listened. We came through to the main airport. How long are you staying for? Two weeks. Everything seemed so laid back and relaxed. I honestly thought to myself, well, that's why it's so easy to get back through. Welcome to Barbados and enjoy your stay. That's it, we're here. We're in sunny old Barbados. like six o'clock in the morning, but yet the sun's shining and it's so hot outside. People are setting up their stores and uh, going about their daily business. Maggie had said, just to relax, take things easy, we would collect the drugs and carry them on the day that we was meant to return. It really was like a genuine holiday. The first time I see the sea, I was absolutely amazed. The water was just so blue and clear. You could see all the little silver fish like floating at the bottom. The beaches were so much like paradise, it was unbelievable. I was in my own bubble, really. I missed Jack all through my holiday. Surely you can't forget me after two weeks. Hello. Hey, Mum, it's me. I rang home just to make sure that my mum and Jack was all right. Yeah, it's a good holiday, yeah? Yeah. Cheers, cheers. darling. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the holiday, we was in the hotel and we received a phone call. It was from the guys that would have been delivering the drugs for us to depart with. You're right. We was told to meet them to arrange the rest of the money to pay for the hotel. I think I was too lost in the excitement of the actual holiday to be aware of what was actually going on. We got a taxi cab to this little play area. We arrived first, and I think two minutes behind us, they was there. I didn't know what they would be like. I had my own vision of drug dealers. Stay there. 
I was frightened to be at such close contact with them at this point. They knew Maggie from previous trips. The money was handed over. They would be in touch more towards the end of the trip to organise us booking into another hotel and to receive the cocaine. I remember her telling me that everything's going to be all right. I told you everything could be all right. Just sort of blocked it from my mind. When the time comes, that's when I'll think about it sort of thing. Three or four days before we was due to fly home, Mark had phoned. Yeah. We planned on having another baby, but I wasn't expecting it. When he asked me, are you late? It sort of sent a thousand questions running through my mind. If it comes back and shows that you're pregnant, what are you going to do? Do you go ahead or do you stop? and go home. I had no idea at all that there was any chance I was pregnant when I left. Just didn't cross my mind to even think about it. It does say to leave it uh, for five minutes, but it didn't take the five minutes Seeing two pink lines on it was a really big shock. I'd done the one thing that I didn't want to do, and that was to put a baby in that situation as well. The thought crossed my mind to just give up, call it a day and come home. How'd you feel? Like, I don't want to do this. But it was always niggling in my mind about not being able to pay back the money that I had cost the drug dealers. Be fine. That me and my family would then be sitting ducks. Nothing's going to happen. Although I was pregnant, there still was no turning back. The morning when I woke up, I was very anxious, knowing that this is it. A phone call would come and we would be asked to get a taxi to another hotel to receive the drugs. I never mentioned anything. Maggie never mentioned anything. It was, it was right on top of us just waiting for the phone call. I was very anxious. It was more of a worry that something was gonna go wrong. We was told to get a taxi to the middle of nowhere. When I started feeling a little bit more nervous and Maggie turned to me and she said, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Remember, I've been here and done it before. 
we would go there and sign in like we was renting a room and meet the dealers. Time wasn't moving. Like we was on a standstill and they weren't coming. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It would have been better if they hadn't turned up. When the dealers was there, it was all made so real. Coming with like a duffel bag. I don't think I was expecting something so big. Who's first? Me. Maggie stepped up and went into the bathroom. Why she was in there, I noticed a Bible. I was asking, Father God, please, just let me come through and make it home safely to my kids. He came out and he just beckoned me with his hand. The drugs were sitting on top of the toilet seat. I was shocked when I see how much there was because I didn't think that I would be carrying back so much. I contemplated telling the guy that was strapping the drugs that I was pregnant. But I knew it wouldn't make no difference to them. I was secured with three packages around my waist and one on each fire. It was like I could hear my conscience talking to me, telling me, you're so stupid, you can see it, it's not invisible. It's just nerves, cause it's here now, your time's like ready, you're ready to go home. But I've had those feelings before, and something's always gone wrong. The guys that had strapped me told me just to walk up and down like I would in the airport. Perfect. Can't see anything. The guy said to me, keep your head high. Don't let them see that you feel nervous. When I got into the cab, I find it quite difficult to sit down. It was really awkward trying to get into the car. 
I remember looking out the window in the taxi and I was thinking, just thank God I'm going home, this is the end. It felt like we'd been driving for hours. I was sure that the ride from the airport didn't take this long and just the feeling, just the vibes that went through my body, I knew that it wasn't gonna have a happy ending. I remember looking out of the window as we pulled up and I could see people in various uniforms. I just thought that there was police everywhere. Everyone was watching every single move we made and uh, I weren't even going to make it inside the airport. I just had these visions of stepping out of a cab and they'd be there. I knew then that there was no looking back. As I walked into the airport, it was like the toilets were like illuminated. It was like the toilet was calling me to go over and just take it off. But then the desk was calling me to check my bags in so that I could go home. The toilets was a fantasy. They were sellotaped so tight. There was no way I could have took it off with my bare hands at all. So just to sort of go to the desk and just do what you got to do. I honestly thought that we was behaving normally. Inside, my brain was screaming down to my legs just to start running as fast as they could. I was very conscious that the drugs were there, feeling that it was slipping, that I could feel it coming down my legs. Before I know it, it's going to be round my calves and everyone's going to be able to see it. I believed that the check-in was where all the danger was. Good afternoon. Where are you travelling to today? How about you, Kate? OK, may I have your passports and travel documents, please? I was expecting her to ask, have you got anything? Are you hiding anything? And did you pack your bags yourself today? Yeah. It was stifling like I couldn't breathe. And uh, it's Sarah Whitaker and Margaret Dixon. Thanks. Put your bags up, please. Thank you. Here are your passports and boarding passes. I was like, wow, that's it, it's done. Okay, thank you, have a safe flight. Thank you. This is it, I've done it. Maggie's right, she's been right all along. There's nothing to it. We're on our way home. I just thought, that plane's waiting for me. Next couple of hours and that plane's boarding and I'm going to be the first person on it. We got from the checkout desk to maybe five, six steps away. And I see these two guys. It felt really threatening, but I wasn't sure whether that was my nerves. Maybe something was wrong. All of a sudden, 
they was just there in front of me. Passport and your boarding passes, please. Where's your boarding pass? Where's your passport? Passport and boarding passes. You got your boarding passes. He asked us if we had any luggage that we'd checked in. Do you mind going back with us to the counter? The suitcases were still sitting there. They hadn't gone down the conveyor belt to be put onto the plane. They'd been taken off and just left there. Are these your bags? I knew something was seriously wrong. It was a physical sick feeling. Had we just been caught? We took the cases and he told us to follow him over to the customs area. Do you have anything to declare? And I said, no. No? Did you pack your own bags? Yeah. Put the bag on the counter. They was going to do a search on the luggage. There was nothing in there. I knew I had nothing to worry about. Do what you want to do, get on with it, and just let us get home without missing our flight. They're clean. Huh? They're clean. When they didn't find nothing, I felt ecstatic. I thought, yes, I really have done it. They really don't know that I've got anything. I was already sitting on the plane, and the plane had already taken off. And he looked back at the lady and said, I want a full body search. A full body search. It was like my stomach fell out and hit the floor. I knew then that I had no chance. I knew that I'd totally been caught. He asked us both... You're sure you have nothing to declare? And we both said no. If I sit here and I don't show no emotion and I say, no, I ain't got nothing, he might believe me and just go away. They come for Maggie first. They took her into a room and it was like she was in there for hours. But it was 10, 15 minutes. Everything just flashed before you. From when I was ready to fly out to Barbados and everyone was begging me not to go, then it started going through my mind that you're not going home to see the baby, you're not going to see your mum. There was nothing I could do or say that was gonna magically disappear the drugs. That was it. <laughs> I think I'd just given up by then. Maggie was brought out of the room. We looked at each other as she came out of the room in one of those like, disbelief looks that it had actually happened. The lady made me take the dress off. And as soon as I took that off, the drugs were basically visible. <laughs> it was like it was the best thing that had ever happened to them in Barbados. They cut the packages off with a standing knife and 
collected them all together. It came up that I had £10. They opened the package to make sure that it was what they believed it was. I was wishing they would put the powder in the liquid and it wouldn't change colour, it would stay white. I sort of looked at the poster, looked at the tube and noticed that they was pretty much the same colour and knew that what I had was cocaine. My life had just been ripped away from me. I was thinking about Jack. I was thinking about the new baby. It was just every my mum, the disappointment, and just the way that they would feel that I'd basically let them down. While I was sitting there, I see the Virgin Atlantic 525 plane run down the runway and take off, and I knew that I should have been on that plane. I could have been home, and I just wasn't. I just... We was put into separate cars and taken to a police station for questioning. It felt like it was about three o'clock in the morning, but in reality, it was not even six o'clock in the evening. I was thinking stupid, stupid things that if I could get away, just run away somewhere and hide, you know none of it's possible. So you just sort of sit there and ride it out and just wait until what happens, happens. Maggie just asked me if I was okay. All she kept saying was that she was sorry. Things did flip over in my mind. Yeah, she's been 12 times. Maybe they'd been watching Maggie from before. There were times when you thought, I'm sure I've seen him. I'm sure they was eating at the restaurant when we was eating there. Could we have been being watched from when we first landed or even before? The first night in the cells was horrible. Filthy, boiling hot to the extent where it was stifling and you felt like you was going to pass out. They was watching us like I was a freak show. I was thinking a lot of Jack and my mum and if they'd even heard. Knowing that you've left a baby at home is enough, but then to actually find that you're pregnant as well is really hard. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. 
Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. What about the fine? It's 250,000 dollars, about 90,000 pounds. I was asked if there was anybody that could pay my fine. If I had 90,000 pounds. Do you seriously think I'd be sitting here carrying drugs? For just 10. He just sort of looked down at his book and carried on writing. Okay. Didn't acknowledge what I'd said at all. I'd received a five-year sentence. It was like my life had just been thrown away in front of me. I wouldn't see any of my family. It was very daunting. It was a large 1900-style building. Liam, sorry, I The officer just said, 7566. Being given a prison number is like having your whole identity taken away from you. You're not a person anymore. You're just a number on somebody's books. I was getting really anxious and agitated. I hadn't had no contact with my family at all. Seeing that phone that I could use was like someone handing me a pot of gold at that time. <laughs> I started crying before the phone started ringing as I knew that this was it, I was finally gonna get a chance to talk to everyone. I just couldn't get anything out apart from how sorry I was and I just wanted them to forgive me. The first word she said to me was just to be strong. I asked about Jack, how he was, and she said that he's fine. It wasn't only me that was hurting by being away, I was hurting them at the same time. Over the sentence, me and Maggie started to grow a distance. It was like she was just somebody else that was there. It really sunk in then that I was on my own. One morning, I'd received some photos from home. They was brought in by an officer. Are you the pregnant English girl? Yeah. As she handed me the envelope, she said to me, You don't deserve the child you have at home, let alone the one that you're carrying now. 
everyone around me hated me for the situation that I'd put the baby in. She was the only one that was actually brave enough to come out and say something. The next few months in prison passed quickly. Living with the same routine day in and day out. Oh, don't keep me there. I always used to talk to him, tell him that he was going to be a special little boy. I would be allowed to keep him with me for three months. After the three months was up, if one of my family members couldn't come to collect the baby, he would go into the um, care of the government. During me being pregnant, I received a phone call from my mum. What's the matter? Mark had gone off with somebody else. What do you mean? He wasn't waiting for me anymore. I just broke down. I can't do this. I cannot do this right now. I've got to go. I was in that situation and carrying his child and he's just gone and left me like that. It was like I was carrying this part of Mark that wasn't wanted, wasn't loved and sort of made me resent the baby as well. I was thinking of asking my mum to come over, basically take him straight from birth. A couple of days after, I woke up and remembered the baby not moving throughout the night. I was taken to the hospital. When the doctor revealed that I was already halfway through my labour, I was rushed on to the maternity ward. Not having a familiar person with me when I went to have the baby really kicked in. I was on my own. Good, just keep breathing. <laughs> the warder from the prison arrived Although it was her, I was imagining my mum being there and giving me the support and the go-ahead that I needed. I didn't believe that I would have the strength to pull through. When I first see the baby, the love and warmth that I felt for him just filled my heart straight away. The anger that I felt because of his father had totally subsided as soon as I see him. A question that I ask myself is how can anyone bring a baby into the world and not love them? I wanted to be able to keep him, but then in the next breath, I didn't want to have to take him back to the prison. He's gonna live in a prison cell for something that he never done. I felt really guilty. The time that I had with a baby within the prison was like a special time, really. 
I just focused all my attention on making sure that everything was okay. I absolutely doted on him every single thing he'd done. <laughs> I wanted him to be used to who I was. It was arranged that my mum would be coming to collect the baby. I knew it was going to be really tough for the baby to leave. I knew time was running out. I woke up on the morning that my mum was meant to be arriving. I had started collecting the baby's things together and started getting them packed up, just preparing physically and mentally for what was to come. Time just went so fast, it was like I didn't get a last minute with him. It was really hard to know that the next feed that he received wouldn't be from me. And when he had a nap, he wouldn't wake up and see me. I don't think we stopped hugging for most of the visit. All I could tell her was how sorry I was. She just told me that it was all right, that I'd made my mistake, but she forgave me and she was there to support me. All I kept asking was that my mum wouldn't let the children forget me. I kissed him and told him that I loved him and I was going to miss him. And I hugged my mum and just repeated again not to let them forget me. Watching my mum leave with a baby was, I'd say, the worst part of my whole sentence. That made me sit up and realise what I'd actually done, the consequences that I'd brought on not only myself, but my family. It really did feel that I'd just lost everything, like I wasn't worthy of what I had had before, that everything had just been snatched away from me in a second and now I was left there to face the world alone. When I first went into prison, I was 19. When I was released from prison, I was 23. When I pulled up outside where my mum was living, the anxiety of seeing everyone again really kicked in. I 
didn't believe that the children would register who I was. The first voices I heard were the children's as they come running towards the front door, all open arms, ready to be picked up, shouting, Mummy, Mummy, Mummy's home. Just made me feel amazing. I don't think I've ever had a broader smile on my face. They weren't babies no more. They were big boys now. The feeling of missing the years that I did with the kids is really, really hard. I know that I could never replace what I'd taken away from them. I can't believe that I was so stupid and immature as to put myself in that situation, believing that there were no consequences and that everything was going to be all right. I know that I can afford to give my children what they need and if it is something that's a little expensive, put a couple of quid aside every week and before you know it, you'll have the money there for it. All they need is love. Thank you for listening to Locked Up Abroad, exclusively on Luminary from Wondery, the network behind Dr. Death, Dirty John, and Business Wars. To listen to more great shows like Locked Up Abroad, visit luminary.audio and wondery.com. Locked Up Abroad was produced by Raw TV Limited for National Geographic Channels. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. Distributed under license from Fox Networks Group Content Distribution UK Limited. Our audio adaptation is edited by Daniel Carissimi. Our producer is Donna Himes. Our executive producers are Marshall Louie and Hernan Lopez for Wondery. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura, no murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. Promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.